Parshas Re centralizes Eretz Yisrael, and particularly Yerushalayim, with various laws. So, for example, there's a prohibition against offering karbonos on bamos, or private altars. It has to only be in the Beis HaMikdash. There's a command to destroy all of Odazara and of Odazara centers in Yerushalayim. There's the Mitzvah of Shemitah, which is the agricultural sabbatical year, which takes place only in Eretz Yisrael. There's Meiser Sheni, which must be consumed in, you guessed it, Yerushalayim. And of course, there's Aliyah Laregel, the three annual pilgrimages that have to be, once again, to Yerushalayim. So apparently there's extra Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael, and even more so in Yerushalayim. These places are holier, and therefore we treat these places differently. Our conduct in these places changes. Now the question is why that is, or why that should be. Is it not the case that Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere? Or in more traditional terms, Melocha la'aretz kivodo, as the Navi Yishayahu says, that the entire earth is filled with His glory. If this is true, why then would the Torah limit our sensitivity to Hashem's presence to only certain locations? Why should it be forbidden to offer karbonos in our backyards? If the entire earth belongs to Hashem, why shouldn't Shemitah apply in all lands of the earth? Why must we make a special trip to Yerushalayim to eat Meiser Sheni and visit Hashem at the Beis HaMikdash during the Shalosh Regalim? Why even is there a Beis HaMikdash? A similar question may be asked in the realm of time. Just as not all spaces and places have the same degree of holiness, nor does every day or every moment. There are times that are holier than others. Shabbos is holier than any other weekday. Yom Kippur is perhaps the holiest day of the year. And just as we act differently... In holier locations, our conduct is holier on holier days. All in all, we treat these times and spaces differently due to their holiness and apparently higher concentration of divine presence. But once again, why in fact is there a difference in levels of holiness? Shouldn't our conduct be holy at all moments and in all places, not just on Yom Kippur and not just in the Mikdash or in Shul? Isn't Hashem ever-present and omnipresent? Isn't he beyond the time and space? Why then does there need to be a makom asher yivchar, or a chosen place, or a chosen time for holiness? Although indeed Hashem exists in all places and times, from where we stand in this physical world right now, we can hardly handle that reality. Yes, we should act appropriately in all settings, but if we would treat everywhere as though it were a shul, or the Beis HaMikdash, we would cease to treat any places that way. In a certain sense, if he is everywhere, he is nowhere. Granted, in reality, Hashem is everywhere. But if we would lack these holier spaces, we wouldn't be able to be as conscious of the Divine Presence. In the same sense, although we yearn for the Yom Shekulo Shabbos, or the day when it will be entirely Shabbos, all day and every day, our mortal well-beings simply cannot handle that right now. We should aspire to be able to handle such a life, but right now, we couldn't function or survive, for example, if we tried to live Yom Kippur every single day. Hashem's ever-presence and omnipresence is the truth, and we aspire to live by that truth. But most of the time, we can't handle the truth. Hashem obviously knew all of this when He created the world and mankind. He designed everything that way. He created a world in which His presence could seemingly be limited and eclipsed. The masters of Kabbalah refer to this reality as tzimtzum, literally constriction. Of course Hashem is omnipresent, but to truly feel it would be overwhelming for mortal beings that Hashem created us to be. Without 
quote-unquote, limiting his presence, as it were, we wouldn't have free choice, which is a key component of creation. That is why Hashem must allow darkness and evil to have the possibility of existing. It's why Avodah could possibly exist in his earth. But Hashem did not entirely leave man in the dark without any guiding light. The Pasuk from Yeshayahu, that from Tzion the Torah emerges and the word of Hashem from Yerushalayim. Now, for all the political overtones that the word has taken on, the word Sion or Zion actually has a meaning. It means a looking point or something that you can look at or point to. It is a beacon that shines the way for the world. It is the place from where Torah and the word of Hashem naturally emerges, where Hashem's presence must be felt, if nowhere else. There, no Avodah can exist or be tolerated. There, the world takes a sabbatical every seven years so that its inhabitants can be fully God-conscious. Yes, we must aspire to experience Hashem and live His Torah everywhere. But Hashem's presence and the Torah emanate from Zion. They emanate from there, but hopefully will not stop there. Because just as there needs to be a chosen place to serve as a beacon for the world, and chosen times to do the same, there needs to be a chosen people to serve as the beacon for all of mankind. Because of the natural limitations of mankind, there needs to be not only a makom ha'shayivchar, but an am ha'nivchar. If we aren't living with the consciousness of Hashem Elokeinu, there can't be a future of Hashem Echad. No, it's not easy to be a chosen people, but it's also not easy to experience Hashem and live in His presence. That's why we need Yerushalayim, Shabbos, and Yom Kippur. We have reference points in both time and space. We have to do our best to become the reference points in real life, the human embodiments of the Divine Presence and Torah, living on Sheikh Kodesh and B'nai Torah. We should be Zoha to be inspired by Hashem's looking points, serve as the beacons we were chosen to be, and then experience the rebuilding of Yerushalayim and the day on which Hashem will be one and His name will be one with the coming of Mashiach and Herav Yameen.